0: This podcast episode is brought to you by the Lactation Network, or as we call them, TLN. I have three babies and three different breastfeeding experiences. After I got, quote unquote, mastered with my first daughter, I never thought about breastfeeding being difficult again. But when my second daughter was born, she was more than a pound smaller, developed torticollis from birth. And I found myself feeling stuck yet again, wondering who I could call and get help from. My babies like to come on the weekends, so once again, I didn't have an IBCLC available. So I reached out to one locally. She was amazing, but man, she was super spendy. I told my husband it was so worth it, but I didn't understand why IBCLCs were not covered by insurance. After all, we are feeding humans. I'm pretty sure that's a big deal. Well, guess what? Because of TLN, you can get breastfeeding help by IVCLCs and have it covered by your insurance. It's amazing. And I truly feel like the whole birth world needs to know it. I honestly suggest all expecting parents plan ahead if possible. Get a free consultation today at tln.care vback or you can click the link in the show notes. Hello, hello everybody. You are listening to the Back link and guess what? Julie is with me today. Hi, Julie. Hi. <laughs> She's actually looking right now for a message. Um, we are going to do a part two of Radical abse- Acceptance because we've got so many messages on our social media and in our inbox And then even actually like some of the people who have my personal cell phone text me about it. And it was like, this episode did so much for me. And so we are excited to kind of have a little follow up. And Julie did get a message in her inbox, her, her business inbox, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we are going to read, we're going to read a little bit about the message, um,
1: Yes. So if you're coming in hot right now for the radical acceptance part two, you should go and listen to radical acceptance part one. If you haven't already, it's episode number 251. So go back and yeah, such a good one. I got a couple of people um, reaching out to me as well on my Instagram on my um, business Instagram. Sharing about it or how much it touched them or helped them. So um I'm gonna read this review that somebody well, it's not really a review, it's your met it's a message. It's that a message sent to in, me. It's in it's a place message.
0: of our review of the week. Yes. We yes. Are reading a message that one of the messages like Julia. Yeah, since we're doing radical acceptance part two, we wanna read a message from radical acceptance
1: part one. So um she said Hey, I listened to the radical acceptance episode as well as your episode about home versus hospital birth. That is also a good one. Yes. Um, is. And wanted to thank you for sharing. My son's first birthday is tomorrow and I feel I got completely railroaded by the medical system. With this mm-hmm. birth, I so appreciate you and Megan sharing your stories and giving me hope that there is light at the end of this tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like it makes my heart happy. Like people don't, Obviously, like since I'm not actively doing the VBack link or anything anymore, I don't get the as many people like reaching out or or whatever to connect in well, that capacity. Don't and see, so, it's, yeah, yeah don't I don't see, see it.
0: These messages, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's always fun when somebody um, pops into my Instagram DMs and gives a little shout out. So that was super fun. Thanks for that message. I don't want to say the name just in case. It wasn't like a public message, but anyways. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit more about um, radical acceptance. Kind of a follow up, and uh, and a, I don't know
0: what you would call it, like a addendum. I don't know.
1: Do <laughs> to it today, <laughs> it's gonna
0: be good. It's gonna be so great, and you know, I even after so after that episode, I have it's been weeks now, right, months, and I've had situations, and I'm like, I need to practice radical acceptance. <laughs> I need yeah. to practice radical acceptance. It's so powerful and it's, it's so easy to use, I think in all things in life and yeah, everything. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think this episode is going to be super fun to follow up. Yeah.
2: You are tuned into the VBAC link podcast with Megan Heaton, who is a longtime doula and VBAC mom herself here to help you get inspired for birth after having had a C-section. Along with this podcast, the VBAC link offers blogs, resources, and a comprehensive VBAC course for both parents preparing for birth and doulas wanting to take their VBAC education to the next level. Be sure to follow Megan and her team on all social media platforms for even more. Although these podcast episodes are VBAC specific, it is encouraged for all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a C-section from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here is your host, Megan.
0: Okay, you guys, it's almost Christmas and we have had so many amazing episodes. But like we were saying in the beginning, this episode is piggybacking off of one of my personal favorites that Julie and I have done together all year. And so we're going to get in. Julie, you said that you had a story. Do you want to start off with that? Or do you want to talk about feeling and and feeling everything and not have, you know, what we were talking about a little bit? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I'll i share the story because it kind of said seg- it's a good segue into the little a- addition or whatever to it. Yeah. So I was at, well, it's two stories, really. I don't know which one to start with. But anyway, so I was Better at, I, both. yeah, as a birth circle, uh, like kind of a, just like a pregnancy group in um, down near me and i go every i like to go every month because i like to meet everybody and adult interaction is always fun because <laughs> you know being a stay-at-home mom or slave to your computer all day can take its yeah. toll mm-hmm. on you so i go to socialize and meet people and things like that but um one of the girls there had had her baby and her birth didn't go as she wanted Um, she had been this is her rainbow baby. So she had a loss, like a late-term loss mm-hmm. with her previous pregnancy. And then this pregnancy started taking um some not scary turns, but like turns where you're just like, oh no, now we're a little bit worried about the health of mom and the health of baby. And so she has a lot of stuff to work through mm-hmm. already going into the pregnancy, right? And then yeah. the birth, the birth, you know, the baby is healthy and everything is. Well, with them physically, right? But she was triggered with some of those with how the birth went. And there was some traumatic things that happened during that birth, too. Um, she was well respected, well cared for. She had a great birth team. And so all of those things are, are great. But she's left trying to process the whirlwind of this birth, along with still holding on to the loss of her prior pregnancy. So, she at the end of the circle, like she took some time to share her thoughts and feelings. And she was like, guys, I just need help. Like, I don't know how to process through this. Like, I don't know how to get through this. And she's like, I just I don't know what to do. And so me being the like talker that I am, I just told her kind of similar things that we talked about in the radical acceptance episode and said, you know, just allow yourself to feel it like the fastest way to get through it is to feel it and sit with it, and let it happen, and let it be, and don't judge it, don't give it any, like, it's not morally right, or morally wrong, your feelings are not morally right, or morally wrong, right, they are, just are, you need to let them be, you don't have to judge them, or assign them, or, or logic them, or anything, you just have to let them be, and she said, she's like, I'm having a really good, she's like, I'm really, I'm doing really good at feeling all of the things, she's like, I'm doing really good at feeling everything, and I just don't know how, to get out of it. Like, I feel like I'm stuck here in this Mm -hmm. cycle of feeling. And it took me into this other conversation that I had with somebody who similar, I mean, similar things, right? We all feel things, we all have things, we all have things that we need to deal through or deal or work through and process and deal with and radically accept or whatever, right? But um, is another. Conversation I had with a friend, a good friend, who um was going through some really, really hard things. And he actually ended up in this really bad downward spiral and ended up checking himself into a mental health facility for a couple weeks and to do some trauma work and get on the right medications and help stabilize himself. And when I talked to him about it after he'd come out of the things, he had said that his problem was that he was spending all of his time in the feeling bad and, and feeling miserable stage. He was, Mm -hmm. he was, I don't know the right word is wallowing, but like he was wallowing in that discouragement and that frustration and that sorrow and in that struggle. And he was allowing himself to live there. And I think my other friend too. Yeah, he was, it, it was enveloping his whole life. And, and I feel like my friend who was at the birth circle, was in a similar situation, allowing like allowing yourself to be overcome by all of these feelings, and so it's a tricky balance, right? So I feel like maybe what we, sh- what I would like to add into this radical acceptance part two episode is yes, it is so important to feel all the feelings and to not judge them and to give them space to exist so that you can work through them and get through them and move on, but it is also equally important for you to not live there you mm-hmm. cannot live with those feelings 100% mm-hmm. of the time 24/7 you have to allow yourself space to get out of that funk and to go and enjoy life and to feel happiness and light and joy mm-hmm. you have to give yourself space for that because if you don't you're going to end up in a downward spiral and you're never going to come out of it i mean probably not never but it's going to be a lot harder to right. so yeah. I was I told my my friend one of the birth circle I'm like you can't live there right you can't live there so go and like do something fun go to a show go to a movie go mm-hmm. um paint pottery or get a massage or go on a hike with your kids or something like that to create joy and allow space for the light to enter even though it might be it might feel really hard you have to give yourself a break
0: from mm-hmm. feeling
1: all of those things.
0: Yeah. And I think that it can be hard sometimes to recognize that you need that break because Mm -hmm. we are wallowing, you know, quote unquote. I know it's
1: a horrible word, but But like in this context, but but it's really,
0: but like, it's also really easy to get there. It's really Mm -hmm. easy to, to be in that space. And sometimes, you know, kind of like the message that you got, like She was realizing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but sometimes that tunnel is so dark and we see no light.
1: Well, and sometimes we don't think we deserve the light, Um, Yeah, right? We're like, oh my gosh, I made bad choices. I should not have done this. I deserve to feel like this. And then we live there forever. Mm -hmm. I did. I can recognize moments in my life where I was so living in that darkness because Mm -hmm. I thought I was not worthy of the light. Mm -hmm. I feel like we all, I got chills right now. Woo. I feel like we've all probably been there in one context or another
0: yeah and to some people that space so that thing that caused us to get there may be minute right just tiny tiny to to somebody else but it's huge to us right and it's the same thing and so it goes even back to like not judging and understanding that everyone's going through their everyone's going through their own journey and and not judging based off of you know like because there's some things i could be like why are you upset about that you know I'm like <laughs> I'm like what? that's that's a little bit of a deal like you have done that
1: to me before i'm sure <laughs> and i that's... have done that to you before too actually but like yeah
0: but yeah it's hard because you're like it doesn't i don't understand right mm-hmm. but it's not up to another person to understand it doesn't matter if they don't understand we are going through that but we also have to understand that, okay, we, we feel this, we see this, we recognize this. Now let's get out mm-hmm. and not, like you say, live in this feeling and let yeah. that feeling consume us. Have you ever heard breastfeeding is natural, so it should be easy? Oh man, I remember being told that when I was pregnant and then my friend had her baby just before I did and her experience looked the opposite of easy. I asked her if she had anyone who'd be able to help her, and she said there were these people called IBCLCs, but they were so expensive, and her insurance wouldn't cover it, so she was just going to tough it out. Ugh, ouch. I quickly became concerned, wondering if I was going to have to tough it out as well. When my daughter was born via C-section in 2011, I quickly learned I, too, was not prepared to breastfeed. The cute nurse suggested a nipple shield, but other than that, I didn't really have a ton of help. The nurse said because it was a Saturday, all the IBCLCs were not in the hospital. Boy, do I wish I had TLN back then. Mamas, just because you're breastfeeding is natural, it doesn't mean it's easy. And it doesn't mean you should have to be like my friend and tough it out alone. I highly suggest checking out the Lactation Network for everyone. They offer incredible care and they work with your insurance. How cool is that? Set yourself up right and request a consultation today at tln.care/slash feedback.
1: Because, well, it's so important. I have a little, oh no, you keep going. I have a little ritual oh, I was going to tell you about.
0: You're just mm-hmm. fine. I was just going to say, you know, back to like the first episode when we talked about like, are our cesarean, were our cesareans needed? We have, I mean, no we idea. could, we could live. And you know, I just had an interview with a mom this morning who had, she had some hypertension, not preeclampsia, just some hypertension at 36 weeks. Um, at 37 weeks, she went in for a visit, still hypertension. Again, no preeclampsia or anything like that. But they said we have to induce you today. So they, in- and <laughs> you guys cannot see Julie's facial expression right
2: now. Uh, she's Sorry. like, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah and I was like you know listening to the same thing listening to the story I'm like okay well do you remember what your numbers were but anyway she had hypertension. she agreed to be induced they did all the things and after not very many hours said well it's probably not going to work we better have a c-section had a c-section you know and things all happened and she was saying you know at this point I'm to this spot of like was any of that necessary was an induction necessary? Was breaking my water at that time necessary? Was this necessary? And it can, those things, if we're just living constantly like a, a um, hamster wheel, like questioning, it can make our hamster wheel just dig right down into the dirt. And then like you say, we have no light, but then we start shaming ourselves because it's like, well, oh, I should have known more right? So an exhausted and, hamster and, and then Megan. we're not, right. <laughs> and we're not, you know, me and my hamsters. Chilling. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's like, then, but then there's no light. And then we're like, blaming ourselves and not deserving the light because we've dug it so far. And I'm not saying this mom is that deep or anything like that, but just like things like that can make us go so far down and so dark. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really hard to get out.
1: Yeah, I my gosh, I get that. Like, I see that pattern in my life, in in all parts of my life. And that's this is the part where radical acceptance comes in, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where, yes, I've accepted that I'll never know if my C section was necessary or not. I mean, it probably was. Like, I know the baby needed to get out, so the induction was necessary. But I don't know who really knows. But there's just so many other things in my life. It's really funny because my C section baby is now ten, and he has some things that he's struggling with, like some mental health things. And he's in therapy and we talk. And every once in a while, I let my mind wander and I'd be like, what did I do in his early life mm. to cause him to have these struggles right now? And and if I let myself get on that spiral, mm-hmm. like I would be a hot mess. And and I probably didn't do anything, but I might have. I feel like all our kids are going to need therapy at some point because we're going to mess them up in some way, right? <laughs> like we all we all try to do better than our parents or I don't know, maybe not all of us, but like I try to do better than what i was given and i want my kids to have a happier life and be more successful and be happier right um and not have to deal with all the struggles that i did but at the same time i realized that in the struggles is where we grow right exactly. like like as a, a muscle yes. that does no work doesn't get strong you have to strain the muscle in order for it to grow and become stronger that's where where the repair happens when the repairs are happening that's when the strength comes right so mm-hmm. he's probably going to be fine he's a great kid i love him but, I, but every once in a while, my mind will start down that path and I have to kind of correct it and be like, we're, we're addressing things now. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. We're going to live in this moment. So I want to share this little ritual of something that I do before a birth sometimes when I before I enter the birth space that I think could probably help in this context, because when sometimes it's really, really hard to get when you're in a funk and you're in a mood and, and you're living your life in a in a state of regret and in unworthiness and you feel not. Worthy of the happy things, or you feel like you're never going to be happy again. How do you get out of that, right? So I, so this came to my head while we were talking. Sometimes, in fact, a lot of times, when we get the call to birth as a doula and as a birth photographer, it's not a convenient time in our lives, no. right? Like <laughs> it's three you're o'clock in the morning, again. <laughs> or uh, we're you a have soccer to game. Leave. Yeah, you have to leave a soccer game or you have a football game. Okay, so it's been eight football seasons since I started the, uh, birth work, and I've only had to miss one football game. And I got to watch it while my client was in the OR doing her C section. I turned it on while she's C section, and that was a few years ago. But anyways, so it's not a convenient time. Sometimes you're in the yeah. middle of a fight with your spouse. Sometimes you know there's it just. And it's fine because we we do this work. There's lots of other great things about it. But sometimes it's hard to separate mm-hmm. your mind from the rest of your life before you go into the birth space, right? And if especially if you're in a bad mood or having a hard day, you don't want to walk into that birth space carrying all your baggage. You just don't. And so mm-hmm. I have a thing that I do when I'm on my way to a birth um, or when I get to the parking lot, unless mom's pushing, I'm running my butt into the room as
0: fast as I can. You but, can't even um, think about anything that's happening in your life at that point. Yes, exactly.
1: Get shoved down. So aside. <laughs> but what I like to do, and I think is applicable here is on after I park my car, I sit down and I take some big breaths in because we those big breaths gives uh, oxygen to all your body parts and helps you. Right. Um, but I just like to like put my hand to my forehead and just pull out what's going on in my life. And I put it in the mm-hmm. seat next to me. Like I physically do this, right? Because I like that physical motion helps so much. And I'm like, okay, you're not forgotten. I'm gonna leave you here until I get back, until I'm done with my work. I'm pulling my mm-hmm. thoughts out of my head and I'm putting them in a little package on my passenger seat. And I'd be like, This this argument with Nick, my husband, I'm gonna it's get to you here. when I get back this problem with football and BYU's losing or whatever. I'm going to leave you right (laughs) here and I'm going to talk crap about it to Nick when I get home. Uh, This problem going on with my son and is he going to make it to therapy today? I don't know, but I'm going to leave you right here on my seat. I'm not ignoring you. I'm not trying to brush you off. I'm leaving you here so Mm -hmm. that I can pick you up when I get back or when I'm ready for another thing, when I'm ready to talk to you again. And so I feel like that, practice might be helpful in these circumstances, right? Like you can feel mm-hmm. your feelings. You can, you, you have to feel them to get through them. But when you need a break, when it's time for that reprieve and that joy and that happiness, pull them out of your brain, put them in a little box in the passenger seat of your car next to your nightstand or whatever, and say, I hear you. You are here. You are real. I'm going to feel you later right now. I need a break
0: to mm-hmm. go be happy. I love that. I love that. And yeah, like you said, like, we can apply that in anything. And I think when we're preparing for VBAC, there's a lot of clustered thoughts happening in our mind, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're thinking about who to find as a provider, if we should hire a doula, if we can afford these things, where we should birth, if my risk is okay, if this risk is, a, you know, okay with me, like, we're we're going through on all of that and then we have all the outside people saying like you're gonna what yeah you yeah. can't how would you even dare you know and so it's like we already have like the pressures of our everyday life and then we have the other static on top of it when we're preparing for v-back and so to have to i mean i remember multiple nights especially during pregnancy where i was like i could i couldn't even fall asleep because i was so wrapped up in my mind and to be able to like pull that out and be like, I'm gonna set that right there. I'm gonna rest so I can come back to you with a fresh mind. Yeah. So I can tackle this saying or tackle this topic with a fresh mind and fresh body. And again, like, you know, like you said, you're going into a birth, you're removing these thoughts, you're going into that birth, you're holding space for that birth. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to note that like we have to hold space for ourselves. We have to, like Julie was talking about, being worthy of even having that light. We have to be worthy of giving that to ourselves and saying, we're going to stop. We're going to take a minute, but this over here will come back when I'm ready. But until then, you're just going to be right over there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, yes, I love that. So I'm trying to collect my thoughts. I think it's really important that you allow those feelings 100% of your energy and space, mm-hmm. but you can't give it 100%, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's important to allow yourself that space and that break and carve times in your life. Maybe you have an hour a day where you allow yourself to feel and address and work with those feelings or or, or something like that. Maybe it's before bed, after your kids are in bed and you have some quiet time. Maybe it's like, mm-hmm. so I don't know about you, but like sometimes my like self-care is when I get home I, I sit in the car in my garage for like five or 10 minutes before I go in to my house to kids and dogs mm-hmm. and husband and chaos and everything, right? I like allow myself that break between driving and doing the activities to like going back to, you know, do you do yeah. that? I feel like I always do that. totally like, yeah, do. And I, then I, my I, husband
0: or my kids will like open the garage like, open door. The door and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I heard like, the garage open five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I am, I'm just holding my own space for five minutes. Yes. Collecting a little bit, right? Regrouping. Yes.
1: Yes. It doesn't have to be an hour. It can be a few minutes here and there. And when you're in it and you're feeling it, it's important mm-hmm. to give your 100%. But mm-hmm. don't do it 100% of the time.
0: Well, with that note, we will end with that. But know that exactly what she was saying, like, you don't have to be 100 of the time it's okay to take the moment you do not have to live in this feeling there is a light at the end of the tunnel if you are in this space know that we are here we are here if you have a question about vback and you want to like get that thought out of your mind and that is to get that question answered email us write us on instagram comment comment on the on these um podcasts on your platform we get them we would love to talk about it with you and help you help you know clear out the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions we're not therapists though <laughs> i remember julie said that in the beginning we we are not licensed therapists we're just Yes. Who this is not her. to be taken as medical advice. No. Yes. No, none of the <laughs> none of our VBackLink team members are <laughs> are trained and skilled in in therapy or anything like that. But I just think these messages are powerful, and thank you so much, Julie. You're welcome. Always a pleasure.
2: Interested in sharing your VBAC? Head over to the VBackLink.com/slash/share to submit your story. For information on all things VBack, including online and in-person VBAC classes. The VBAC blog, the worldwide database for VBAC doulas, and more, head over to the vbacklink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the link.